Hey, what's up guys? This is the Spirit of Aya, and this is your host, Sarai Darbandi. It's a full moon. What's up? You guys feeling kind of crazy? That's okay. Me too. So, borderline personality disorder. Let's break this down really quick. So, the DSM, I don't have it in front of me. That's okay. However, if you've done any reading on borderline personality disorder, you will come to find uh, presenting symptoms such as um, alternating mood swings, self-harming behaviors, troubles with interpersonal bonds. Um, If you read on further, you know, beyond symptoms, perhaps extended literature or perhaps, you know, people's experiences with individuals with these presenting symptoms, you know, you often find the relationship very confusing because one minute you stand, you stand in one way with the person. Then the next minute, you know, they're berating you. They're telling you to go away. Um, you know, one moment you feel attached, you feel close. And then the, the next minute, you know, you don't, you don't know what's really going on with them. Um, and so the reason why, I really wanted to talk about this um, is there's um, symptom-driven diagnoses and then there's root cause diagnoses um, in my theory. (laughs) So the root causes of borderline personality disorder, someone who ultimately has a, a... you know, an unhealthy relationship with themselves, therefore an unrelationship, unhealthy relationship with others is because in their formative years, the interpersonal relationship that was, was supposed to be most consistent wasn't present. So that interpersonal bond, whether that was with a parent, a caretaker, whoever was in that person's life, it was inconsistent. Most likely it was abusive. Um, there was no emotional mirroring. So right there, you're set up for for um, anxious attachment, anxious avoidant attachment, you know, all of these different things if you've ever read, read anything on attachment theory. Um, and so until this is healed, it will carry on and transcend into the other interpersonal relationships that the person comes across as an adult. So, you know, when you have a relationship with, with this type of person, um, this human being, I mean, really all it is, um, is someone with wounds and, um, it can be very hurtful at times if you don't understand, if, you know, if you're, if you're confused, um, I know I can openly admit at one point in my life, I, I honestly thought I met the criteria for this. However, more, the more I actually delved into my own healing, I realized where it came from. And it's because I had very inconsistent, traumatic interpersonal bonds growing up. Um, came from a very dysfunctional family of origin. And that's okay. That's completely okay. So, you know, we really got to break down the disorder. Actually, it's it's completely ordered <laughs> for somebody who came from this this family of origin 
Um, I think when we isolate symptom-driven diagnoses and we talk about them isolated without adding the other narrative of how it all started, I mean, that in itself is a very dysfunctional message in the mental health field and even like the shamanic view of mental illness. It's very, very, uh, it's just distorted and delusional. So we have to tell the whole narrative i.e. Susie, you know, has abusive relationships towards herself and others because she herself was sexually abused as a child and she was violated over and over again. That's the whole story. (laughs) So when we don't, you know, when we don't have all the information, that's a problem. And um, so so in terms of the shamanic view of this illness, I mean, really, it's is someone's soul, someone's spirit was completely violated. So they end up making um, a false self. So these these borderline symptoms, these, you know, um, come here, go away. Let me hurt myself. Let me hurt you. Let me use the when we use a fight, like a, a a very strong fight response to push you away. Let me be very charming to get my needs met. Let me be quote unquote manipulative. Even those things are true. And like I said, it still doesn't tell the whole story without understanding everything. So these are all just false self, you know, presenting. It's not the real self. So in order to uh, heal, we must do something called soul retrieval, which means we have to go back and we have to heal the wounds and we have to retrieve the inner child who was innocent, but unfortunately was put into this traumatic situation that that person had no control of. And so how does ayahuasca help this? And so the question is that you see in a lot of Facebook groups and a lot of people on forums and stuff, does ayahuasca help heal borderline personality disorder? So the answer is yes, because ayahuasca helps heal trauma. Now, there's, I'm doing some podcasts later this month about integrative techniques, which, yes, do include psychotherapy, medications, and other techniques that aren't so, you know, Western-driven. But in terms of giving somebody the gift of feeling who they actually are, feeling their soul, feeling who they were before they had to put on these defenses and this armor... I mean, that is one of the biggest things that ayahuasca does because you don't know something about yourself until you've experienced it, right? So I think it really is a shortcut to that, you know, sometimes people say fake it till you make it. Well, with ayahuasca, you can make it pretty much right away and and it feels authentic. It no longer feels like this false sense of recovery. It feels whole. So I think that's one of the amazing things about ayahuasca. And then I think I mentioned on on there too, I was going to address medications because I know a lot of people diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, they're often put on some sort of medication. So obviously if you're going to get ready to go into ceremony, um, you want to have enough recovery to feel stable getting off of your medications to go into ceremony, um, which isn't that's not for everybody. So don't listen to this podcast and then go to your psychiatrist and be like, Hey, I heard this girl. And you know, you will know when the time is right. There's no, there's just no rapid way to do this. No matter how much ayahuasca you do, um, the work still has to be done. That's been my personal experience. That's been other people's experience. And even in the tradition, 
that is actually built into the tradition, but you don't hear about that a lot. Like people do six to eight month to 12 month dietas before they ever sit in ceremony. That's 12 minutes or 12 months of like fasting on certain foods and sitting with yourself in meditation day in, day out. And basically what you're doing is you're sitting in the jungle and you're focusing on yourself. Um, So that's a big deal. Because trust me, you spend 12 months alone with yourself with little to no contact with other people. You probably get to really get to know yourself. I haven't done it. um, But um, so those are just some some thoughts on, on borderline personality disorder and how ayahuasca can help. And so when we think about borderline personality disorder we really got to think about the whole narrative what happened versus what's presenting this is a big thing that's you know a big disconnect in in the field when we start throwing this stuff out but we really have to look at the whole picture so I hope you guys enjoyed this and I'll see you guys back here tomorrow